Uncanny Valley listeners, we have a really exciting announcement for you before today's show. We are going to Gen Con. <gasps> no, 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 we already knew that. Oh. The surprise is that we are going to have a live show at Gen Con. What? what? Can we gasp now? Yes, you can gasp now. <gasps> yes. L- like in front of people? Like in front of real life people. They're going to see us with their eyes? Yes, they're going to see us with their eyes and regret it. So, if you want to see us with your actual eyes, <laughs> yeah. then you should go to the Gen Con website and get tickets to our live show before they're all gone. And if you're not going to Gen Con, you should really think about going so you can see us with your real live eyes. Or, you know, do other fun stuff at Gen Con? It's also a great con that you should just go to. Yeah, really, but no, 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 come check us out. With your eyes. With your eyes. With your eyes. <gasps> at Gen Con. At Gen Con. In this world, nightmares lurk. They hide in our neighborhoods, walk our streets, wear our faces. But they are not us. They're the world's best kept secret, and we are going to find them. Welcome to Uncanny Valley Cancer Cell. And welcome. This is a Chronicles of Darkness tabletop campaign played in the Hunter the Vigil storyteller system. And we last left off with our party at Nisquatonic University and JD going to a Rush Week event with some of the local sororities and fraternities. So, JD, when you make your way across campus in the late afternoon in this sunny and idyllic university grounds, You find yourself in a line of suburban houses built in a 1930s sort of style, so fairly modern, but with touches of age and history. Each one in a different style with sprawling balconies and uh, pillar-wrapped porches full of rocking chairs and swings and places for students to relax and socialize. It is a line uh, down one road with the sororities on one side and the fraternities on the other, five each. The road's been blocked off by some orange and white striped barricades, and flooding the middle section between the two rows is a bunch of very excitable uh, young people gathered around folding tables with signs, music playing, some stereos, all of them in uh, house colors and talking animatedly over the music about the various activities that their organizations represent. Of interest to you is a uh, table at the far end of this miniature festival, which has on the table a large um, metal shield with two swords crossed behind it, put up on a stand on the table. And on either side, uh, a young person and someone who looks older, like a teacher, who are uh, talking loudly about the order of the sword in the table. Okay, so there's just like a group there. There's like a group. There's those, those two specific. Is there is there really just like one teacher? 
or yeah there's a, a teacher who you would uh, guess is sort of a supervisor yeah. and then a student who uh she's a very um put together type she's wearing a cardigan tied over her shoulders and her hair is very neat in a bun she she looks like the sort of organized type a person who tends to be a club's like president, president or, or leader like yeah okay so i would i would head that way so you go closer, and the table is not very popular. <laughs> uh, the other tables around have quite a few more people interested in joining, and you hear them talking about very conventional things like uh, trips to the mountains and you know, kayaking, hiking, study groups. This one is advertising on the table events like archaeology dig and uh, research project assistance and so, because no one's waiting whenever you approach, they both sort of jump to, and the uh, younger one leads first. She says, uh, hey there, uh, can I interest you in a flyer or a pamphlet? Uh, yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd heard good things, but didn't, I was expecting a, a busier scene around. Oh, you've heard about us. Yeah. Well, this is uh, Professor Johnson. Really? Yeah. Says the professor, or the the woman next next to the young woman. I had mentioned you, and yeah, you seemed like a a, a group to, to get behind. Well, that was very kind of him to say so. Uh, although I must say I'm a bit surprised. We share a bit of a rivalry with some of the local chapters of other organizations. Maybe, maybe it was a competitive respect type thing. I don't know. He was speaking highly of a couple groups, yours included. Or at least grandly of them. Well, that that does sound like him, says the the president. She picks up a clipboard and uh, clacks a, a pencil to it. Well, if you want to sign up for our uh, interest meeting, you can do that. Okay, and sign up <laughs> using his actual name. Okay. And the professor sort of looks you up and down, and she says, uh, "So, uh, what was your major again?" Um. Well. I am a theater major, but there's other things to that. I'm interested in the effects that go behind, and I actually have a decent amount of experience there. Do you? Yeah. Professionally, at least. So what's your interest in history? Um, well, there's, there's, there's more to history than just old rock. Indeed. Uh... Joshua Desmond. <laughs> so um, I suppose we could give you a call if you'd like. Are you sure this is your kind of club? You you do realize that we are a serious organization for aspiring minds. Well, does being a theater major, pursuing other things, make me not an aspiring mind? Oh, no, no. I would never say such a thing. Only that uh, we tend to attract the more bookish type. Those looking for, you know, hands-on and on-your-feet experience won't find much of interest in our... Fine with me. I'll look forward to your call. <laughs> of course. Thank you is, very much. Is there an Ashwood Abbey kind of set as well? I thought so. You can find them right over I keep an open mind. Thank you very much. 
so are you uh was that your send off? Um yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as you walk away, you see her slip the first sheet of on the sign up and the clipboard the first sheet of sign ups off and just uh tuck that under the table. <laughs> uh so on the other side you see the polar opposite of that. You see a table, and rather than the sort of sparse and stiff um, decorations that the other one had, you see uh, a sort of faux velvet cover top with a large sound system on either side. It's actually the source of the music that's being pumped out. You see a bunch of colorfully dressed students behind it, all looking very young and vibrant and talking animatedly with lots of hand gestures and sort of shaking heads. And on top of the table, you see um, some uh, pictures of bonfires and campouts. You see some active images of like hang gliding and things like that. Uh, and as you approach it first, no one even really takes notice of you because the party behind the table is as lively as the yeah. party in front. And it's only after you've hung around for a few minutes that uh, one of the uh, people in the crowd sort of looks your way. And you actually do recognize um, it is Professor Johnson from the graveyard. Okay. He goes, oh, it's you. Hello. Hey, you came. Welcome. Hello, Professor Johnson. You give him a hearty handshake. And he returns it with a firm grip. He claps a, a big hand on a, a young woman next to him. And he says, uh, Yes, yes. Uh, this is this is Maisie Stewart. I um, she's our our club president, and uh, I'm really glad you came. Uh, I'm sure she can really give you a rundown of what you can expect from uh, tonight's festivities. Yeah, I was looking uh, to just you know collect as much information on you know potential uh, potential landing spots. Right, Maisie. So um, Maisie, right, Maisie. Um, so this is. He's not a student yet, but he's applying, and it seems promising. Incoming. He's going to be in the theater department, just like you. Oh, that's awesome. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Uh, so. <laughs> what have you got? Well, uh, we're a social club, first and foremost. So by I joining us, you. yeah, you will have access to all kinds of cultural enrichment in the area. We do outdoor events, we do uh, city hall meetings, we do uh, theater trips. There's a really wonderful um, performing arts center in the nearby town that we like to go to. And afterwards, we always like to have uh, some kind of a drinking cocktail hour where we can discuss what we've seen and expand our minds, if that's something you're interested in. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> it seems like you, you kind of... Uh... Kind of know who you're looking for. Uh, well, you know, normally we don't take, I mean, normally you wouldn't even see new applicants here. And generally we're looking for sophomores, people who are a little more settled at the school. But you do seem like our type, so. Well, I when, when it comes to performance, I do have uh, professional experience. So, do you? Yeah. What kind? It's, I mean, um for the most part, I don't. Uh, I haven't gotten to uh, display my skills as much uh, face for front to the camera. But um, when the stars are off screen, somebody takes their place, and uh, that's been me for a time. Oh my gosh! So you're like a like a double? Yes. 
Oh, so you've been to like the film industry and everything? For a while now, yeah. Um, but I decided to further my education. Uh, yeah, well, the uh, I suppose our, our um, admissions department has done a good job uh, recruiting some interesting and talented master's candidates. Yeah, you know, most master's students don't want to hang out with the undergrads, and I totally get that, but... No reason to to stand on a tradition like that, right? Absolutely. Well, what we're doing today for Rush Week is all of our new applicants are going to get to come to our bonfire, where we'll teach you the group song and some of the bylaws of the organization. And if you're still interested... Then at that point, we do a tour of our facilities, our like club facilities and stuff. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Awesome. Sounds uh, like exactly what I'm looking for. Where do I sign up? Uh, well, there's no need to sign up. Um, you just need to show up at, and she draws a little map on a post-it note, and she talks as she writes, nodding. Uh, yeah, so in the graveyard next to the church, there's this old um, slab. And every sort of spring and fall, we go out there and we do like a group bonfire. So all you need to do is just show up there at 7 p.m. tonight. There'll be a big fire and all kinds of like uh, we put the flags and like the little streamers up and we just make it a whole big party because we want everyone initiated to be really excited to join our group if you get in. Well, um, that second part notwithstanding. If I ha if I knew other interested parties, are they allowed to uh, attend? Well, and she's getting very excited talking to you, and so uh, Professor Johnson sort of steps up and intervenes, and he goes, "Well, we are extremely exclusive, and we do have sort of a trials interview process that will test your ability to navigate the social spaces that we'll be introducing you to. After all, we." want you to represent the school well, so we have to be really cautious about letting certain individuals and, in. And I'm sure you like your 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 uh your applicants to have good accolades, I do imagine. And poise. Oh yeah. In this group you'll meet all kinds of influential people. Our alumni are senators, presidents, CEOs. You will get some amazing connections. But that's exactly why we need to make sure only certain people come in, mm. because we really don't want our whole group to be embarrassed by any kind of yeah, scandal. That'd be that'd be awful. Let me ask you a question. Do you have any Olympians in your ranks? I'm not sure. Um, yes, uh, I'm. I'm quite sure. If you go back far enough, there's probably an Olympian or two. Well, um, if you ever. You feel like adding another? There's a uh, one a knocking. Oh, you're you're an Olympian. Don't you've got to be pulling my leg now. If you if you'd like to check rosters for um, the Sochi Olympics, you're free to. Well, we most certainly will. I suppose we'll see you tonight then. Not a problem. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. See you then, uh, Joshua Desmond. Yep. And uh, they both uh, sort of take their turn uh, shaking your hand. <laughs> so back in the graveyard, we covered Darla. We didn't get to Mason and Abernathy. Well, Darla's with Wolf and with Abernathy. They were together. They where's, were together. Where's Wolf? Mm -hmm. I didn't think Wolf's you know. Wolf's with me in the church. Oh, he's in the church. Or, uh, entering the church wherever we are. Okay. So 
it's been a week. Yeah, team not human is in the church. Yeah. Okay, so looking for an eyeball. They don't know that. Yeah, I think we established the tapestries and stained glass. We talked about the guest book, I think. Yes. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to do in there? Um, I think we can't find what we're looking for. We need to maybe look for trapdoors or a basement or an atrium or. Cause yeah, because Ashma was pointing us here. It's 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 here somewhere. Right. So how about would, you guys roll me investigating? Yeah. How about you guys roll me with investigation and see what you can find? Oh, is there any difficulty on Wolf because he doesn't have dark vision? Uh, He's got a flashlight. But... If you have a flashlight, then I'm not going to say it's relevant. No. Do okay. takes like half dark vision? I'm pretty sure they do. Maybe some of them. I think some do. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think we've said that Wolf does. Yeah, Wolf is like a uh, fat nightcrawler sort of deal. So no, uh, two successes one. for Wolf. Did Nightcrawler see in the dark? Yes. I, if he doesn't, he should. He's Fuck named up. Nightcrawler. The X Men Authority. I'm not. A, I'm not an X Men Authority, but I am a Nightcrawler Authority. <laughs> 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 I'll. I'll confess to having a soft spot for Nightcrawler. Um, and blue. He's the best X Men. Duh. Well, you feel a little silly because after uh, looking around for a bit, whenever you move back one of the tapestries, there's a really obvious door right behind it. Very old school. It's uh, extremely dark inside, but with the flashlight and your dark vision, you can see quite clearly a uh, staircase down into the earth. It's made of the same stone as and uh, a brick as the church itself. It goes down about 10 steps, just far enough to be underground, and then it stops and levels off into a small corridor going out into the sort of dark. You can't see past the, the descending line of stairs. Well, you want before we go any further, or do you just want to look? I'm all for getting this and getting out, but I don't know what's down here. I mean, I'm what I am, and you're what you are. Maybe we can just get in and get out real fast? Maybe. Most of the student body at that celebration, anyways. Yeah, so... Let's do something dumb. And Wolf goes ahead. <laughs> If we need to hide, I can see in the dark. Oh, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I re- I'm trying to alleviate the fact we've both been horribly traumatized with humor, in case you couldn't get it. <laughs> no, I I got that, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah. I really like that the monsters are hanging out with each other. No offense. Don't use the M word. What's it? Well, what's the proper word to use for your people? Don't say <laughs> your people, for one. I'm an old man, I'm learning. So I think Wolf's gonna turn to Mason and go, Uh, hey, Mason. Did you go to school? Like, college, I mean. No. Huh. All right. Why? I don't know. I really liked school, is all. So, being here is a little nostalgic. I, I actually got rejected from Miskatonic. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I applied, didn't get in. Seems awfully distracting. Honestly, there's so many people here, it seems difficult to get what you need. 
learn what you need. Uh, I don't know. You get to do a lot of stuff. That's always fun. I mean, I guess. Watch your step there. I think that's a rat. (laughs) Nope. She has a weird perk. So, uh, as you get into the tunnel, it's uh, unsettling in its um, insulation. The, The earth around this crawl space that you're in sort of quiets everything except the sound of your breathing, the sound of your footsteps and the bouncing light of the flashlight uh, going along the cracked crevices of the the stone and the brick, which is kind of mixed together in a a modeled um, mishmash, like it was made from leftover materials. And it's a very long tunnel that does take a few curves and drops. And eventually you find yourself in front of a door. It's a very uniform, rectangular, modern door with a a sort of brass handle. And when you go to open it, it is locked. Does it have a keyhole? It does. Well, never hurts to be prepared. And uh, I would like to pull out a toolkit and try and... Okay. What would you use for this? Well, um, someone here had lockpicks. I don't know if that was you. I had used crafts for it in the past, but whatever you think. We'll go. Good. We'll go with crafts, and you can add your professional training to that. And for the attribute, let's go dexterity. So you are picking the lock manually, mm-hmm. old school. And Wolf will hold the flashlight. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> or successes. That's good enough. Nice. Yeah, nice one. This is this is the dice I'm using. This this full of dice. This full of dice. <laughs> so it doesn't even take you that long. Only a couple minutes of fiddling with your tools and finding the correct angle for the um, latches until you get all the pins lined up. And with the turn of the knob, it slides open. And you all are uh, sort of bathed in modern halogen lights. And on the other side, you see a very large high ceiling with frescoes painted on it and pillars every few uh, feet and lines and lines and lines of bookshelves. You step deeper into the new space. And what you find is that you're in a very large library with multiple stories uh, of a circular domed room, all lined with floor-to-ceiling bookcases and rolling ladders. Overhead, there's a balcony into the floor above and a circular opening that allows you to see all the way up through the four floors of the building to the dome with uh, painted murals of founders of the school and things. So the tunnel under the church took us to this library? Yes. Okay, just trying to build a mental map for myself. Yeah. Hold on a second, I'm going to see if we're closer. Do what I was doing earlier, tap into Ishma, see if I feel where this is. Um, It feels behind you. Close behind me? Uh, about as far as it felt in the church. Okay, I think we might be going the wrong direction. 
behind us a little ways. All right. Is there any adjoining doors here? Let's have a look around. All right. Uh, we'll full search. All right. Um, I guess roll me a search for this. Another investigate? Yeah. Is there, do we hear any people? Or is it pretty empty, quiet? Um, it's, I mean, it's a library, so it is quiet. There's the sound of whispering and, and movement from upstairs, but the immediate area around you is not occupied. Yes, Steven? I uh, know, uh, Wolf got three successes. Okay. I also got three successes. All um, right. If I feel like we're getting close-ish to the noise, can I stealth then? Sure, I'll let you know. Okay. If, you, if you feel really close, I'll let you know. Uh, so you kind of take a peek around, and it is a, a very large library, but there are around the uh, sort of cardinal points in the circle cylinder of this building, there are doorways. And a couple of them are little meeting rooms, but you find one. It's uh, dark inside with uh, lines over the interior window that would look into the the room. And on the front door is a, a nameplate. Um, and it is labeled uh, Professor Luke Johnson. Figures. So that dude's big in whatever the heck this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to avoid this carefully. But does it feel like this is the right direction? Uh, well, it feels equally far from what you're looking for. But it, I mean, it is at the point of interest. Only because you recognize the name, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I hate to interrupt here. Is mm-hmm. it, is it that the feeling uh, of distance hasn't changed, or is it more like whatever he's looking for is just somewhere around here? It's just somewhere around here. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh. In the sense that you can like. You can f- tell if, a, like, if you're smelling something, for instance, like a, a bad smell or something, mm-hmm. you can tell when you've gone past it, but you can't tell where exactly it's coming from until you get really close. Oh, right. Okay. It's okay. something like that. Okay. Well, it's about as good as anywhere. Have a look. After you. Very gently on the door is it locked. It is. Same deal. I'd like to try and break in. Yeah, go ahead. Does Mason have lock taking tools? Good on you. I imagine Mason's been doing this since he was in bed. You know, when we rolled up his character, I thought that was a little convenient, but as we've discovered, it actually makes perfect sense. Is is Mason secretly a rogue? It room? really does. Mason is secretly the party's rogue, yeah. I don't play stealth characters, excuse you. Uh, <laughs> you have played him pretty shady, though. He's I'd like a um, hybrid between a rogue and an artificer, I would say. Ooh, that, ooh I'd actually like to play that. Can, hey, can we, can we end this You're game? You're all nerds. No, no, no. Can, can we end this game and then just play that? Four successes. <laughs> You'd have to get a new DM because I'm terrible at D&D. <laughs> Is that four? Four. Four? Uh, so you, you do get it open. And as you step inside, you see a modest office with uh, a big oak desk and a few trophies on the back. Uh, 
bookshelf, a uh, fairly modern laptop left to gather dust, and a bunch of historical artifacts everywhere you can see. On the wall are a couple of oil paintings of old-looking white men and a tufted leather couch. Well, you have gloves? No. I don't have an extra pair. Let me look around for a bit. I don't want to be um, remembered. Um, Walk around and look, I guess. Maybe we'll find something useful if we don't find what we're actually looking for. But we should leave soon. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Or I could just take the laptop. It doesn't look like it's in use, maybe. I'll pick it up here in a second. And this is that zero. Yeah, I want to check around the laptop. Right. See if there's like a old plug for it or something. Okay. Four successes. Okay, so go ahead and roll that. Steven? Already? Yeah. And I will center your answer around the left. Uh, we are only looking at two successes. All right. So um, there is a plug there. You you can use the laptop if you like. And Alrighty. for you, Mason, um, what you find is a calendar of events and several file folders with corresponding names. And they don't really, it's, it's suspicious because the names are things like camping trip, like um, museum visit. But inside you find um, clippings of newspapers and printed off articles from online. You see grainy snapshots of uh sort of dark figures around corners and things like that. It, it looks to you as the son of a hunting family, like a hunting uh, research dossier. But it's been labeled as a sort of uh, student activity. Well, this is creepy. They uh, are almost certainly a hunting organization. Charming. Uh, I'm not sure if they're friendly or not. I could go through some of my old allegiances. We might be able to find out more about them. Um, were you able to find anything on the laptop? Well, I can get it working. Uh, can I roll to see if maybe I can strong arm my way through the login screen? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, as you as you cool. plug it in and get it powered on, uh, you see that, that to your surprise it doesn't actually have a login screen. It just opens. It's a, <laughs> a rather insecure solution, and from that you can kind of gather that uh, Johnson might not be the most tech-savvy guy. Hacker, just password. <laughs> oh, he's an Abernathy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wolfpack says around. it out loud as he starts uh, kind of opening up files and stuff in it. Uh, sure. Well, uh, what you find of note in the laptop is simply that it does not have a connection to the normal internet. It opens to the um, null mysterious intranet that you recognize from uh, Mason's home computer. Whoa. Oh, dude, they have the same thing, but they don't have to use DOS. Uh, Bastards. That's a big upgrade. Does it look like a Web 1.0 uh, 
it is definitely a web 1.0 website with like animated backdrops and neon <laughs> green text on a black background. I was going to say it's like the snow music. one, you know. <laughs> it, it has a MIDI file that plays automatically on the home page. Oh, it's, it's a GeoCities. It's, it's the X-Files theme. <laughs> <laughs> Like that too much. Oh God, I'm having flashbacks to Neopets. <laughs> All right, you got any ideas, man? I think time's ticking. We should probably get out soon. Uh, what's the guy's name? The professor you said you found Professor Jensen. Professor Jensen. Type, 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 type. Enter. Luke Johnson. So you're searching him on his laptop. Well, yeah, he's on the internet. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it pops up. It uh, it lists him as the uh, current president of the Ashwood Abbey Social Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has a list of their notable achievements. You see mostly uh, haunt- local hauntings. You see uh, werewolf hunts and uh, a few scrapes with Wendigos. It's a, a pretty impressive list of accomplishments, but it is fairly localized to this area. And you see that his, uh, you see like a list of predecessors um, whose names I can give you, but to be totally frank, they're not going to be relevant. (laughs) But you do see that it is a long-standing organization. And he is simply the most recent inheritor of its auspicious tradition. All right. Uh, wait, when did he be? When did he come into power? Uh, four years ago. He's relatively new, but you can see before by the sheer number of names and the dates of their succession that uh, presidents don't last long in this organization. So by their standard, he's actually quite um, storied. He has a bit of seniority compared to his predecessors, who normally only lasted a year or two. Yeah. Well. Do you ever uh, figure out how to use edge gates? Uh, yeah. Okay. So rather than exit, I'd really much rather close and lock the doors we used and just hedge gate out of here. Sounds like a plan, but uh, I will have to warn you, stay close to me in the hedge. Yeah. All right? Fair roll. <laughs> T- totally unfazed by danger. Um, I need to get back into the library, and I just, I can sneak even, I just have to go lock the first door that we unlocked, and then come back, and then we'll lock this door, and then we'll hedge gate out. Okay. Yeah, I'm comfortable skipping that. You have a, a good enough roles for those. Yeah. I'm just, and there's no one really watching, so I'm yeah. gonna... Just really rather okay. not try and ascend up through the church, if we don't have to, and we don't have to. Fair enough. But I will make Steven roll for the... Or do you roll for hedge gates? I don't roll to open a hedge gate. I will, however, probably have to make a roll to navigate through. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So let's do that. Does it close automatically, or is there just going to be a hedge gate in this guy's office now? I I think I have to actively close it, so it's got to be a little expensive. Right. All right, so I... Burn a glamour, and I turned the end of this hallway that we were sneaking through into a hedge gate. All right, so you are able to turn this hallway into a hedge gate. 
you step on the other side, and unlike the hedge gate that you went through previously or your, and your other two uh, adventures, you step into sort of another space that looks very much like this one, except it is made of brambles and leaves. It is still a long, narrow hallway uh, leading to who knows where. And so from that, you sort of surmise that you're, there's not a beaten path through the hedge here, and you're going to have to sort of create your own way to where you like to go. All right. Hmm. Because previously you've only gone through locations where other people had gone before. And so a bit like walking through an actual forest, there was something of a tramp down path for you to follow. Here it seems you are the first changeling to actively traverse this space in a while. Okay. Uh, and Mason's through as well? Yes. Mason does successfully pass through the gate with you. Mm-hmm. And it does, um, even you, though you already did see, it does solidify his appearance and sort of uh, strip him of what glamours he would have had in the material plane. Uh, Mason, can I do something wildly inappropriate real fast? Maybe. And Wolf pokes a horn. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Alright, tussle an ear. Ah, hey! Those are sensitive, watch out. The the ear actually briefly turns orange when you touch it. And then fades back to blue. Alright, so... I'm heat sensitive, I guess. I don't know, I'm still figuring this out too. Why can't I fly? I like, fly up and get us some... Somewhere to look? Like, are we stuck in that? Brambles? Uh, no, they're up there too. Never mind. Well, the queen told me the brambles kind of react to the person's in the hedge. So we could either Indiana Jones this shit. You don't know what that means. Or <laughs> we could, uh, I don't know, argue our way through the hedge. What? You're going to have to explain. Or just do. This place is... Okay. Mason, hands on shoulders. Mason, I need you to understand something about changelings. We're fucking stupid. It makes no goddamn sense. It's all hogwash and flim-flam. None of it makes any sense, so just embrace the absurdity of it all, okay? I'm with you so far. Good. Your word's not mine, though. Exactly. I'm allowed to say that, not you. (laughs) Now, excuse me, Hedge. The leaves quiver? I would... (laughs) Yes, uh, hello, my name is James Wolf. I seem to be one of the first ones here. I would like a path to... Where do you want to go, exactly? Uh, we should probably just get up on, uh... Up in the graveyard. There seem to be a lot of people in that area. Good call. I would like a path to the graveyard without the humans seeing us. Now, I don't know if you would require a blood sacrifice of some sort, or maybe you could just speed off my glamour, but let's find a way to make this work. How's that sound? The leaves quiver harder? Alright, so... Wolf... Blood sacrifice? Like... Eh, just hold up. 
You didn't read a lot of fairy tales as a kid, did you? So stupid. That's what you said, right? He just kind of like shoves his palm into one of his horns and then starts bleeding. Oh, okay. oh. And then just flicks it. I was gonna flicks cut it my onto hand. the I'll take it. Flicks it onto the brambles. Uh, the leaves shrivel up, die, and light pull away from you. Yeah, that works. Da, 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 da. Apparently, demon blood not so good. Well, half demon. As the um, as the leaves sort of uh, quiver and react to you, the uh, ground around you starts to sort of sink down. It sort of becomes wet and sticky and muddy, and it drips down like sludge around your feet, leaving pillars under you, under each of your shoes. And the forest seems to kind of shrink away. And the brambles instead crawl up these pillars underneath you and wrap themselves around your feet and your legs and pull you down. And as you're sort of going through, you feel the energy of your glamour draining. And you lose oh boy. you lose one glamour in, in the mm-hmm. passage. The hedge is, in fact, draining that power from you. But whenever you sort of close your eyes and open them, and in that space of time, you find yourself on top of a tree. And the pillars underneath you are the branches of a thick, mature tree in the graveyard. All right. I open a hedge gate, and it should spit us out in the graveyard on the tree. Yes, so that's what you've done. Cool. It's a little haphazard, but you did it, boy. That was insanely dangerous, and we could have lost our souls, but you gotta admit, fun. Yeah. 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 Wait, are you... Is that Mason? (laughs) How do I look right now? Uh, Well, you're back to normal, as far as the humans are concerned. Uh, and directly underneath you, as you sort of wobble uh, suddenly at the return of gravity and, and real sort of air and wind forces, uh, you see Darla um, some 30, 40 feet uh, over near a mausoleum, and directly underneath you is Abernathy, still gaping at a blood-stained tablet. You all want to know how you guys got up there, or should I just, you know... What are you shouting about, Miss Kane? Look up! Changelings are stupid. Oh! Hey! I mean, those are your words. Well, I take it the... My words, not yours, good sir. There's I, changeling stuff in the church? Yeah. I take it it didn't go well. Uh, there was a changeling It went about as well as it could. Now, how the Just, hell am I gonna get it I didn't it find what we were looking for. Well, jump and I'll... I got a laptop, though. Oh, excellent. Toss it down. No. 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 I'm a good catcher. Ever napping. I don't believe that. You Dude, have you ever even used a laptop? How, how high up yes. are we in this tree? It's it's pretty tall. You're a good fifty feet up. Okay. So um hand it to me and I'll just slide down. You can do that? Uh, we're, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Some people get all the luck and Wolf hands him the laptop. Okay. So Joking. Double arming. <laughs> and we're going to switch over again. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fly down? We're only a dex, dex athletics at a minus four. Whoa. <laughs> That's a big minus. You've never, you've never flown That's before. That's not true. Can I just point out you've twice now missed a chance to tell him to not be so good? 
That's not my thing. Wolf would slap. Okay, so so Abernathy is lo- is looking up. Is like, uh, just just make sure that you're decent for anybody who happens to be looking in on this. I did try to fly one time. I'll have you know. I, I mean, your form. <laughs> oh yeah, is anybody around? Actually, no. That, that would matter. Abernathy's going to go ahead just and take your party. the party. Okay. From your vantage point, you can clearly see. No successes. Uh, <laughs> you you step out of the tree and you fall. <laughs> but you're a demon, so uh, Ishma helps you out. Okay. Are you okay? Jesus, fuck. I told you I should have caught it. Yeah, right. Mason. Just good. Here's the laptop. So yeah, you, you uh, take two lethal. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But in the back of your mind, Ishma um, uh, growls. And he says, careful with my vessel. <laughs> well, uh... Yeah, your vessel. Thanks. Well, I suppose it's your turn, Dr. Wolf. You just climb down. That's okay. probably safer. That... Gosh. That's the plan. Alright, so... You got claws, you'll be fine. going to try to climb down. Okay, um... I do not have... Oh, I do have claws. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Next Athletics... Um, I, I'm gonna need two successes. I was gonna say three, but you do have claws. She's <laughs> like a kitty. <laughs> They're not. You, I, I'm. I'm just gonna be fair. They're not really usable. <laughs> They're there for aesthetics. How very changeling. Aesthetic claws, like you're a woman that lives in the South Beach. <laughs> so, so you. Um, I botched. Over wow. overestimating. Okay. Overestimating the effect of your claws on your climbing ability. You. Uh, Mount to the trunk with a little too much gusto, slip, and hit two or three branches on the way down. And uh, I dodge out of the way. Yes, I'll say you can dodge out of the way. Okay, can I have Abernathy try his best to break and, the ball? Uh, sure, if you want to, go for it. I'm... Roll, um, roll wits. Um, I got one success. Uh, what? Wits athletics? Deadliest enemy yet. Sure. Yeah. A tree. Gravity. I got one success. Uh, Abernathy got one success as well. Gravity. Well, you're just trying to dash into the wave, so so yeah, he he goes dunk, Fire. and that Fire. ricochets dunk dunk, and then lands exactly on top of Abernathy. I've got you! I've got you! Oh! And uh, because of that, you can split the damage, and each of you takes two bashing. Wow! <laughs> so, well, the three stooges are making asses of themselves. Can I call JD? Yes, you can call JD. <laughs> he would be headed back. He would be headed back now, yeah. So not only is that where they are, but that's where he needs to be later, basically, but, anyways. But yeah, but Scarlet doesn't know that. Why does no yeah, one listen to my ideas? ideas. Is, when he left, that is where he was headed. So, uh, push button tones, <laughs> ring, and then you get JD, JD you get Darla's ringtone. Hello? Hi, so, uh, where are you? On the way back to the graveyard. Oh, that's, that's real good, because uh, those uh, Ashwood Abbey people are bad news. Darla. Mm. I, I talk- Shut up. I'm talking to JD. Ow. I don't care. You're the one that fell out of a tree. He fell out of a... Why was he in a tree? Listen, I have no idea. Changeling things. I assume it was some dumb reason. But... I think I bruised my everything. This is not good for an old man's back. Aberdathy was involved. Anyway... Um, <laughs> anyway, come back here. I think we need to have a group chat about 
I talked to a ghost and I learned some information. So make your way back here yes, so quick I and quick. I also about. have infos. Oh, really? Yes. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, we learned that. That seems condescending. Condescending? <laughs> condescending. You know how I love just to be condescending to you, JD. You're my favorite. Anyway, come back here. We need to have a team meeting. When Dingus 1, Dingus 2, and Dingus 3 uh, get their shit together. Okay, don't climb any trees. I'll believe me. I get there, I guess. You know I what? won't. You know, I'm not a dingus. You know, I will say Abernathy, <laughs> yeah, is, dingus. Dingus. Abernathy is dingus too. <laughs> dingus one is fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped off a tree limb. It's fine, I'm a demon now. <laughs> Mason's definitely dingus one. Well, that, that was the problem, is he didn't hit anything on the way down. <laughs> oh, jeez, Mason is keyless. You're the new keyless. Yay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's time to get to ten whole minutes later <laughs> when JD arrives. Uh, however, I will say it is now getting properly dark in the cemetery. The sun is starting to go down. I am going to say, if we get caught at this point, they might just call the cops instead of security. Hello, guys, like, was it that tree? Pointing at the big yes, tree. it was that it's tree. The one with all the bo- broken branches. Mm-hmm. What, why were you climbing... A big tree. It's a long yeah. story. I, I, I wasn't climbing a big tree. I was climbing down a big tree. And it's... Look, so, the steps to get us to the tree made perfect sense. Okay? okay? So, uh, we went to the church, found some useful information. Wolves got a lot of it. But more or less, uh, underneath the church, Ashford Abbey has an entire three-story library and an office for Mr. Luke Johnson. Yeah, they mentioned they had a clubhouse somewhere. I wonder if that's... Uh, and uh, he had a lot of files about uh, hunting, uh, disguised as student outings. Um, yeah. Like, hunting, hunting? Like hunting yeah. so, and, uh, and, uh, and, and Wolf showed me some articles that he found you know, on the laptop there. Hey, so uh, I talked to a ghost, like I do. You know, that thing I do. Yeah. Um, this one over there, and she points to the mausoleum of the... Oh, there's the ghosts here? J.D., it's the graveyard. I mean, but... <laughs> you know, it's just you don't you don't see them anywhere. You just might think, you know, that they've, you know, gone off to do ghost things somewhere else. She's Literally, really, there's nowhere in town that there's it's, more I mean, it seems, it seems boring to, to stay in the graveyard. Or over and talk? No, no, and... I'm trying to tell you guys something, but you keep interrupting me. Jesus. All right, so she uh, she proceeds to explain to them about the sword and the shield and how they used to be kind of one uh, entity, and then they split into Ashwood Abbey and sword and the shield. And um, the founder said that the Ashwood Abbey guys are bad news because they like hurting things a lot. <laughs> More than they makes should. Makes sense. Um, which makes sense. Considering that when um, Mason looked at that guy, he saw that he was kind of crazy. Well, um, this seems like a good idea for me to go over those old treaties. Relate to either of these, maybe, possibly. But when we were under the church, uh, couldn't find what we were looking for. Yeah, I, I, I figure that if we, people that are most likely to have Whatever part of Aishma is here, yeah. um, probably the Sword and Shield guys and Ashford Abbey. 
I'm kind of afraid of Ashwood Abbey. I'm not really sure we should. They, they seem, seem kind of dangerous. They seem like they have a lot of resources. They um, do. Uh, they certainly have a lot of people willing to. I think we should. Join up. I think we should maybe split up, and some people go and try and, and, and investigate the Sword and Shield guys, and then maybe the other half of us go and try and do the Ashwood Abbey people. Well, the, the Sword and Shield guys are kind of fussy. They're, what do you mean, they're, they're very, no, I'm so much smarter than you. Kind of their whole thing. Wolf is like that. Maybe we can send him. Yeah. Hey! Uh, if I may say, uh, I, I'm a, I'm an aging man with a hut back. I'm going to stand out in this sort of scene. Uh, where do I fit into this plan? I think the Aegis would love The what now? The, the Aegis? The shield peoples. Oh, them. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, and Mason. I think that if, of anybody here, maybe your family might have ties to the Sword and Shield guys. Yeah. Maybe the three of you go and 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 try and find out where they're based. Maybe make contact with them. And then I guess you, JD. Do you and I want to do the the Ashwood Abbey guys? Well, they're having a meeting, literally over there soon, like a bonfire thing. Okay. And then they're gonna invite people to another thing after that. So I don't know. Until we know better, just be very careful. Like, regardless of their intentions, they're very well I mean, funded. For the most part, it seems like a bunch of college kids, though. Yeah. It's kind of seem intent on partying. Who knows what they do underneath the church? Yeah. I just think that we're gonna have to bluff our way with them a little bit more. And I think JD and I are the ones that can pass these college kids more than. Three, you guys. I'm, uh, Sorry, Mason. You look like you're 35. No offense. He does not. I never went to college, so I, I don't. Well, I didn't go to college either. <laughs> I know, shocking. Um, right. Aegis Kaidoru, after I rifle through these old shit papers. Oh my um, god, I'm gonna break half of these. And I will let them know the two people I saw for the ages, mm-hmm. what they kind of look like. The the one guy and the, the girl. Uh, it was two women, yeah. The two women. There's an older um, librarian sort and a young uh, Taipei organizing planner type girl. Um, Buckle, can you remind me really quickly about what the complaint the ghost had about the new Sword and Shield? How they sort of separated? I don't uh, remember exactly. I would also like to see if uh, Abernathy has anything in there. I think he's going to try and uh, fudge his way in as like a as a legacy or, or not a legacy, but a or something. They, sure. They also like old archaeology stuff and things like that. Um, right, so Sorry, we just easy, totally gave easy you question one. first. So, yeah, go ahead and roll hmm, what if I've just got uh, I guess occult, um, okay. intelligence occult, and you can see what you know about the ages. Okay. As an established hunter, it's likely you would know a few things about I'm them. I'm sorry, we just threw so much at you. No, it's okay. Alright, cool. I'm used to it. That wow, that ain't bad. That's three successes out of five. Okay, so you have heard of the ages. They are known as relic hunters. Nice. Um, okay. They are known as hunters who are more interested in the pursuit of knowledge than necessarily the use of it. Gotcha. But uh, when push comes to shove, they are not afraid to use the might of their relics to defend Earth in whatever way they see fit. Okay. Generally, you um, know them as a very reputable 
organization and one that you see over broad, uh, you see abroad and overseas, mm-hmm. <laughs> over abroad. Um, you see, yes. you saw them in your travels quite often. Excellent. Cool. I can totally use that. You absolutely can. Uh, as for the refresher, so what um, Campbell, the uh, founder of the university, his complaint with the Ashwood Abbey was their um, hunting for sport instead of uh, for the sake of knowledge and for the benefit of humanity. And his um, hope for the Aegis Kaidoru uh, was that they would reclaim the relics so that uh, he could rest easy knowing they were both safe and being used. He feels they are ineffective um, now, mostly because um, Ashwood Abbey has largely uh, taken hold of the campus. Okay. Okay. So you're going to be checking out. Uh, I, I just want to get a clear idea of who's do, going to yeah, which. JD are... and I are going to do Ashwood Abbey. And then... Okay. Um, you three are gonna go um, do the ages. Do the ages. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. The the best strategy is, and the the ghost said that they're really into um, artifacts. Do we have any artifacts? Maybe we can try and approach them as a hunter group. Uh, I do have. Well, shoot. Uh, he doesn't have any like proper relics. Yeah, no proper relics. I do have some. But somebody does. I have some experience points that I've I got something. Spend. You might ask them if they, they could give you any information on... I mean, Aishman is like a relic, right? Is that different? Mm, I would rather not flash that. Okay, then maybe if, you can ask Merlin could be a relic. If you'd like to <laughs> I, I, a cat bus. I don't the, think that's a relic. The, the sluggers on the bus. I, I, I have a relic. Perfect. And you, you were offering up your baseball bat. I mean, yes. Made, from, made from a pillar of the Tower of Babylon, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe you could approach them as a hunter and say, hey, we have this relic and we're, we heard who guys love. I'm, I'm hoping that they're in our uh, ancient treaties. I'm going to try and go through those. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Abernathy, do you have like a gun on you? Yes. Uh, like a small one that I can like hide? No. I, what like happened this? to that nine millimeter that you stole from me? Listen, I don't know. Are you being irresponsible with firearms, young lady? It's probably back on the bus. I didn't want to bring a gun and on you. And you didn't campus. lock it. You didn't put a lock on it? You know... You... I am very disappointed in you, Miss Oh, Kane. my God. Can I just have Stealing firearms is one thing, but being irresponsible with them is another. It's unloaded. I would never load it. You left it unloaded? What if a man broke in and you needed to shoot him to death? Listen, I can be either irresponsible or responsible, but... You can be... <laughs> but don't chide me for being either of them. I've got a pistol you can have if you want to take possession of it. <laughs> I guess not. So Abernathy is like like waiting to see how she picks it up. Um, can I? Can I okay, I guess that's a bad question. I just don't want to go into their base without a gun or something. Abernathy, uh, parts or a knife, it, parts, maybe. Well, uh, Ab, well, uh, Abernathy's going to keep his knife. Abernathy parts his jacket, and you can see that he has a shoulder holster on. He begins to like undo it, and he's, he says, "Things I do for my for people." And he just just like unshoulders it, and he and he, and, uh, and he says, "Wait, first things first. How would you how would you hold it? It's Holy just a shit. it's just a nine millimeter block." Um, 
She's going to check and make sure the safety is on first. All right. And then she is... Um, do I have to roll for this, or do you... I feel like Darla gets this from her upbringing. Yeah, I mean, she's just gonna grab it in a way that you would if you use any shotgun. Basically okay, so finger discipline. off of the trigger. Yeah, basic finger uh, trigger discipline and make sure it's pointed away from everyone at all times. All right, fine. Did, do you have a Do you have a second layer to hide this under? Uh, I imagine it's kind of chilly, right? Yeah, it's getting to be um, late fall, so I think she'll um. Maybe hide it inside of her, her jacket. All right, hide this under your. Uh, all right, hide this as best you can, and I expect it back. Holster as well. Yes, sir. Also, oh, are you using that knife? I yes. don't have my machete. The knife stays with me. Okay. I don't use machete. Is just a little big for a college campus. Yeah. <laughs> can't exactly hide it down my pant leg. You could. I mean, if you believe in yourself. I mean, that's a. It's a little dark, so I'd fly over to the RV, but it's a little harder than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, uh, indeed. By the way, how does, how's that tr- how's that treaty research going? I kind of browsed through that while you guys were talking, and did um, I know? Well, you don't have a treaty directly with them, but they are part of the Null Mysterious Network. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> just by nature of that, they may not know. Them. You, they being the sword and the shield, or they being the other one? The Ashwood Abbey. Oh, wait, yeah. that's Ashwood Abbey. Ashwood Abbey is part of that. So, the Aegis is the one you're talking to. Yes. Um, the Aegis is not part of that. So, you don't have any existing treaties with them. Well, uh, we don't know the Aegis, and they don't know us. Uh, but we are a part of Elmosteris with Ashwood Abbey, so... Well, reputational life would precede us. Possibly. Um, and Nolmasteris seems more and more sketched the longer we do this. Uh. Well, every group has the dirty little secrets. Yes. As of right now, that's uh, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, right now, the, the purpose is to see if we can get in with the, the shield and sword, and, well, everything else will just kind of fall into place, I suppose. Now, uh, I do want to get our story straight, Mason. You all got, uh, this is an interest meeting, isn't it? Yes. All right, now, what is my role here? They're going to grill us on that, because, <laughs> I don't know, a 49-year-old man is not a common sight at, uh, at these sort of gatherings. I mean, that's why I said you should approach them as hunters, maybe, because you know about their reputation. Maybe, maybe more straightforward. And probably easier. Fair enough. I don't think they're in possession of the or- but we you could, could start with asking them if they know anything about an artifact you have, and then maybe that could be a good opener. Asking them about local artifacts. Yeah. Right. And getting into their base, maybe. Have a look at that. Good thinking. So, hunters then? Works for me. Or you could just be a hunters in the area that know that they, that's what their reputation is. Mm. Looking for shared information. Hunter to hunt. We're looking for the bit of Asia. That's part of our story. Why not? Are you heard that there's Works something like that around here? All right. A demonically charged artifact, and we're trying to find it and get rid of it. They Maybe not like... mention that last. Yeah, just say you're yeah. trying to find it. You heard about it. And you're interested. Then probably more of the makes sense. Research and types. 
And you two, go get a keg. I mean... Uh, Wolf points to JD and Darla. They seem like keg kind of guys. They definitely seem like keg people. I don't get, know. Get a keg. I don't know It'll if that's immediately be the most popular people. Boring on too much for the whole thing. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the thing for the bonfire is going to be. Probably. Well, I, I mean, mean, they probably have their own booth. I probably like not going to hurt anything. But where do you find a keg at this hour? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> I, I mean, we have time. What time oh, is my it? My sweet summer child. Uh, it's it's about six o'clock. What time is their interest meeting? Seven. Um, maybe the better course is maybe we go back to the bus mm-hmm. and change until like fire. They didn't close. really have a specific time for the fire, did they? Mm-hmm. Like after when I it got gets weed. Dark. <laughs> yeah, to to group up at seven and they would do the fire when it was dark. Mm-hmm. You say you have weed? Of course I have weed. Hey, have you met me? That's a good gift. Why don't we bring that? Yeah, college. I assume that's what they do in college. People that go. Yeah, probably. Or you yes. didn't go to college either, did you? No. Ah, did anybody go to college? I oh, went you're to a doctor. I went to college. Wolf raises his hand. And that's why they're going to the nerd group. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, guys man. have allocated your resources wisely. I can't. Now, keep in mind, I did go to a southern college. I know nothing about the Northeast. Okay, well, I guess if they. Look like there's a gift table or something. We'll just lay that on there. No, 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 no. Oh, God, no. Real real quick, um... Thanks, guys. Hmm? What? Hmm? Hmm? We're we're taking this detour, and you're all doing this. Just kind of bail me out. This might be dangerous. We might get in trouble, and thank you. Abernathy says nothing, and he just talks him. Well, I mean... And Wolf joins. Yes, everybody get in. I'm not doing that. J.D. Wolf grabs J.D. and pulls him for the group. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Abernathy assists. Charlie drags him by the right, shoulder. Let's, let's get the hell out of here. We got shit to do. <laughs> you guys are so sad. So, Abernathy just like, you just kind of like, you see him have it one of his Aww, eyes. Aww, you big softy. Well, the young man just loves me. <laughs> <laughs> so, the intellectual party chooses to go to the rush event, I suppose. Yeah. Leave the oh, one yes, intelligence dots by themselves. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> two, literally two. In- between two of you, you have what? You have one intelligence dot to roll between. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wolf goes to the bus, takes out his contacts. And for the first time, you could see him in his glasses. Oh, no. And he puts on a sweater vest. And he looks like an academic nerd. Nerd. Look. <laughs> no. JD, you gotta go to a party. Fuck off. I mean, isn't that exactly the the, the, the stereotype to, to say that at this point? I feel like that's yeah, pretty, pretty on the nose, more or uh, less. That was very on the nose. <laughs> oh, God. Never All right. All right. So, you all go I to, love it, by the way. <laughs> to the sorority and fraternity row, where the party is continuing, although most of the students have cleared out, and it's now mostly just the people manning their stations, 
a few latecomers meandering around the blocked off street and Ashwood Abbey uh, getting down. But you all turn away from that. That's not your intended target. You go to the sparse table of the Age of Tiberius, where um, the professor and the studious um, club president are now sitting in chairs since no one has talked to them for quite a while and passing the time on their phones. Um, hello there. Oh, hello, hello. Um, Greetings. They both hello. stand up. Uh, oh, three of you, hello. Um, well, uh, perhaps you've heard of our organization. We are the Aegis Paiduru. We're uh, partnered with the Archaeology Society of America to support student research efforts into ancient artifacts and... Oh, that, that, that's all well and good. Uh, is that, Are you the professor in charge of the organization? Uh, yes, yes, that, that's me. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. Hello, I'm Dr. Wolf. Uh, these are my colleagues. Uh, Dr. Cat, he motions to uh, Abernathy. Hello. And Dr. Hyde, uh, no jokes, please. We uh, happen to be relic aficionados ourselves. Uh, Relics, you say? Is that cat with a yes. K? I'm going to say it's with a K and A and two T's. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to actually invoke a changeling thing real fast. Okay. So I have mantle three, meaning I get to roll to make a very good first impression. Right, you do. Nice. May I? May I roll? Please do. <laughs> All right. I'm actually glad that you're helming this because my my story was going to be very flimsy. I didn't have that. All right, we are looking at four successes. Mm. Well, uh, at this point, she uh, removes her reading glasses and hooks them on the neck of her shirt and uh, leans in and says, well, it's quite a pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name is Professor Wayne. I work as a librarian here. And I suppose you know the true purpose of our organization since you uh, mentioned relics. Well... Heard it through the grapevine, and he gives her a wink. And uh, she looks between the three of you, mostly at Abernathy. She says, He gives her an eyebrow wiggle. I suppose you're here on an admissions tour. Absolutely. Well then, perhaps you'd like to tour our archaeology department. Yes, exactly the one I was going to use. You you beat me to it, Professor. We were going to have an interest meeting for new recruits, but she looks down at the now empty sign-up sheet. Screw you, lady! <laughs> we uh, didn't have enough interest to justify it. So since three of you have shown up right at the end of the event, I see no reason not to just take you on a personal tour. <laughs> what about all the other people on that on that list? That, that, that it, was, it was just J.D. It's just a. Oh. Literally just a. <laughs> well, maybe if she weren't so uppity. Beggars choosers. Beggy choosers. That, that sounds delightful. Well, uh, this way then. She leads you up uh, a many stepped 
pathway to one of the main buildings around the quad and into the sciences building in the very back of it is a breezeway going to the final building in that area which is the archaeology department it has a large statue out front of a enterprising man in a suit and a top hat and through the double doors she leads you into a otherwise pretty average school building with uh, marble floor hallways and bulletin boards posters lining the walls and through there through a, a door on the left she leads you into a auditorium style classroom with double chalkboards and a large long table at the front so this is our main classroom in the uh, archaeology you can see it's uh, fairly standard, but uh, if you follow me through here, and she goes uh, around the back and leads you into a sort of reading room. It's a private study just for the archaeology students with cases full of uh, specimens and shells, uh, small pinned up insects and uh, ancient little motives and uh, statues, all kinds of things. And she turns and says, uh, this is one of our, our biggest draws to the department, our uh, research facility. So, now that we're in private, is there a reason you've sought us out? Yes. We are uh, looking for an artifact in particular, and we thought you might be able to point us in the right direction. Looking? What did you have in mind? Well, um... Um, it's a bit of a complicated matter. Uh, Wolf picks up some chalk. May I? Well, please. And he draws the fire goblet, goblet of fire, Harry Potter <laughs> sigil. Are you familiar with the elder being Ashima? She uh, clasped her hands behind her uh, waist, like the, the small of her back, and tips her head in a, a sort of standoffish pose. She says, I will say this once. We are not interested in any kind of tours or leasing of the Ashma articles. We get people like you a lot looking for them. and." It's simply too dangerous, okay? Most of our artifacts we are happy to share to a group in need or a cell needing a little bit of extra firepower. Obviously, we hunters are all in this together, but those artifacts are simply too dangerous. They never leave our vault. And oh. that I can assure you. So, so you do have them? We have one, but... I will assure you, it is not one of our moving specimen. It is never used. It lives here purely for the safety of humanity. You right. understand. As it absolutely should. Yeah, I, uh, no arguments here. Would um, you be willing to part with information about it? We will share information that is requested in a scholarly way. For our own safety and the safety of others, we would prefer to know more about these things. Well, the uh, sort of class president perks up, and uh, Professor Wayne says, 
Peggy. She motions a hand and then turns back to you. And then she turns back to her students and says, within the hunting community, she gives all of you a, a sort of thoughtful, stern glance and looks back to Becky. There are often shared interests, but more often there are conflicting interests. Given that you've said you came here seeking an artifact, and then you talk to me about Ashma, I can only assume that you're here to take our artifact for your own purposes. So, ask away, but understand that I am a little uncomfortable and a little unsure of your motivations here, gentlemen. I know somebody who's been afflicted by it, and I'd like to know how to fix that. Is, is that too much to ask? What manner of affliction? Uh, it's it's entirely temporary with proper research. So, uh, Abernathy breaks in, sensing some discomfort. And uh, he says, as long as we have proper research, perhaps we would be able to alleviate this uh, this mocking and, well, remove, a, uh, remove what would otherwise be a, a terrible affliction on uh, someone who would only seek to do good for humanity. I assure you that Whatever our interests are in education and in the protection of humanity, here at Miskatonic, we've had our share of close calls with the apocalypse, and we don't like to tempt fate anymore. We have this article only because it can't be destroyed. So, my condolences to your afflicted party, but... I'm going to need some more specifics. Well, Professor Elaine, from one academic to another, are you familiar with the Eye of Ashima? She, at this point, seems confused. Of course. Yes. Yes. There was an incident in St. Louis not too long ago. Uh, There also seems to have been some incident in... uh, I'm going to say the southeastern United States not long ago. Possibly something in Lake Pontchartrain. Um, do you happen to have a map? It might be easier if I was able to map this out for you. Uh, for the archaeology department, of course, there's maps. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. She turns around uh, to a, I don't know what it's called. There's a certain kind of, sh- of uh, storage shelf that you store large sheets of paper in. It's very narrow drawers, 10 or 12 all in one. Something like that. So she goes and uh, opens and closes a few until she finds the right one. She pulls out a um, a map. It's actually a hand-drawn, very beautiful um, map that uh, shows um, supernaturally significant locations in the United and lays it out on one of the large work tables. So, my colleagues and I, we found an incident over here in Los Angeles, Pot Lake Pontchartrain, uh, Arkansas, Kansas border, right here, a little bit over here in St. Louis. He kind of maps out basically everywhere the cell has been before finally getting to Miskatonic. We believe the next, I'm calling them flares, he uses air quotes, is going to be here. I, I'm sorry, this is an aside, but I love 
Wolf using his bullshit power that got him on the show for good right now. Because <laughs> yeah. it's true, but it's not quite true. Yes. And he's making it sound it's re- close enough. He's making good. it sound really legitimate. It's Wolf and his element. Yeah. This is great. Yes. You see, Professor, my colleagues and I are very afraid that you're going to have an Ashima flair until I think of a better name. I'm just going to have to call it that. And honestly, the way it's affecting our friend, if it were to affect someone else, it could be catastrophic. She's, uh, you can tell she keeps her composure well. She's a stoic by nature, but she is very alarmed by this very logical presentation you've given her. And she looks at her student and looks to you and she says, Okay, quid quo pro. Becky here and I are the aged Kaido group. We haven't had very good recruitment. And, well, it's so much easier to recruit people to go off on these adventurous hunts where revelry and massacre happen. It's simply more attractive to the young people. If there's an interest in, in getting involved in our world, most people don't want a hand-tough approach. I agree. Kids these days. Kids these days, indeed. We do our best to protect the relics that we have, which is the reason I've been so unwelcoming. And I do apologize for that, since it's clear that you have the best of intentions here. So I hope that you are not deceiving me. I'll show you the vault. Thank you, Professor. Uh, she looks at Becky, and Becky nods. Uh, she ducks over to one of the specimen cases and opens up a jar, reaching inside a sort of goopy, disgusting preserve and pulls out a very old-looking key. She wipes it off on a cloth and looks between all of you. She says, well, uh, I guess uh, welcome to the Aegis Kaidoru. <laughs> and uh, walks back to the auditorium. You follow her and Professor Wayne into the classroom. She lifts up. So the in the, the older sort of Ivy League style auditorium classrooms, they generally will have these really large chalkboards that can be slid up and down. So she slides one of them up. And behind that is a, uh, a large, basically a, a vault in the wall. She uh, sticks the key in the lock unlocks it. It is sort of filigreed and decorated in, in a um, sort of art deco style. She swings it open and inside there is nothing. She looks back to all of you, her eyes wide, and back to the empty vault. And she says, gentlemen, believe we may have a problem. Uncanny Valley Cancer Cell was created by Buckle Nagel and Stephen Pope and produced by Buckle Nagel, Stephen Pope, and Deanna Venable. Editing and mixing done by Stephen Pope and John Tompkins. The players are Deanna Venable as Darla, Garrett Schmuggle as Abernathy, Stephen Pope as Wolf, Michael Morris as JD, John Tompkins as Mason, and Buckle Nagel running the game. Hunter the Vigil 2nd Edition is created and published by Onyx Path Publishing. Find us online at Uncanny Show on Twitter and at UncannyValleyShow.com. 
Make sure to check out other Saving Pro Show productions like Wild Cards or Experience Pointers wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, have a good night. <laughs>